thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. All right, let's do a live on a football Friday edition of Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, sports betting partner, your Cleveland Browns, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Merely Bo, great Z, gorgeous sun kiss Friday. Beautiful. Just beautiful. Just splendid. A real it treat. Really is. It is. It's fantastic. Are you going to yeah. get out today? Are you going to chase the small ball? I, I, I got a few holes in yesterday. Did you? In between uh, our show and the show of, uh, of Consequence the Kevin Stefanski show. Yeah. Last night, which actually was a good one. I thought I had a really good interview with Jordan Elliott. Um, I was able to get out there for a few holes and chase it around. It's great. It's just great to play golf. And it's fall golf, and, he, and I don't get to do it often enough. No, it's It's gorgeous. It's the best time, really. It's the courses beautiful. are the best. Yeah, yeah the courses are. are perfect. The Bootsy greens and I, were lightning yesterday. Bootsy and I went Wednesday, uh, or nice. first Friday, as it were. And yeah. um, the only thing that was tricky is there were so many leaves. So, like, even on the fairway, there were times where – I would lose a ball covered in leaves because there were so many. You know what would make it harder? Wind blew. You know what would make it even harder to find? What? If you had a yellow ball. Oh. Not like a bright yellow ball, like just a yellow <laughs> no ball. Chance. My boy, the cook, yesterday had a yellow ball. I'm like, half these leaves are yellow, cook. How are we going to find this ball? Man. How are we going to find it? And we never, and I like, lost. Oh, there it is. I am truly sorry to interrupt this. Why? This is the most fun. I do have PJ Walker ah. at the podium if you'd like him. Yeah, right let's now. go. Yes. Let's listen to our quarterback. Carmen, if you got to go ahead. Let's go. I know you were a young quarterback trying to find your way, but how tough was but um, at the end of the day, it was just me just trying to find a way to like continue to stay ready and like continue to just continue to get better every day. Um, not being in the building all the time really sucked. Um, I would get signed back on Fridays. Uh, that's why the transactions look like that. I would get signed back on Fridays and travel with the team on Saturdays. So it was that was the whole little deal. Do you think deal. back on those days and have even a greater appreciation? For oh, absolutely, right absolutely, absolutely. Uh, what what sticks out Just, just the journey, um, the journey that I've had. Uh, you know, I, I look back to 2019 when I wasn't in the league at all. You know, just sitting there watching from home. Uh, just the opportunity that presents itself, you got to take full advantage of it. Um, there's a lot of people that wish to be in my shoes, so for me, it's just take advantage of every opportunity I get. Seattle brings everyone at quarterbacks. I think they got like 24, 25 sacks, and a lot of different guys have a sack on that team. Just if you touch on preparing to deal with that type of pressure. Oh uh, yeah, um, I think our line do a great job. Uh, you know, for us, it's just being able to do different things offensively, keep them off balance. Uh, and, you know, just try to move the ball up and down the field as much as best as possible. Um, just try to put the ball in my receiver's hands, try to beat the, a lot of those uh, pressures that they that they do bring. So for me, it's just try to be efficient and just play. How much are you, how much are you focused on this game? Eliminating 
turnovers and those, those plays that could become turnovers? Yeah, uh, for me, it's just continue to just see what I see, uh, play faster, play a little faster, uh, trust my instincts a little more. Um, and I think those plays that's turning them like post interceptions is just me not trusting my instincts and making that read when it's time to make it. Do you feel like you get, you're getting more comfortable as the game go on? Yeah, day by day, uh, play by play for me. So just um, every rep you get is important. Um, and for me, just to come in here and uh, try to learn the system as fast as possible, uh, every rep matters for me. So that's that's what that's what uh, matters. Your time in Carolina too, you got that opportunity. You know, the game sort of down to yeah. the start. How has I know different team, but looking back on that time in your career, oh uh, yeah, the experience, the playing experience was one thing. Um, just to go out there and get a, a couple consecutive games to go play in. When I was in Carolina last year, uh, my first two years I only played one game each each year. So uh, so last year I was able to play five. So for me to just get that and again the rhythm and just to go play, it feel good. Um, you get used to guys around you. You get used to like the feel of the offense. So for me, it's just to continue to grow, continue to play better, continue to play faster. And uh, just try to continue what I learned from Carolina and bring it here. How's your, oh, I was just saying, how's your relationship with Kevin grown the last uh, couple weeks too? It's definitely grown. You know, just um, the back and forth communication, just trying to figure out what he likes and what I like. You know, you can never have enough of communication between head coach and quarterback. Um, so for me, it's just to continue to try to have as much um, communication and dialogue as I can with him, whether it's throughout the game, throughout practice, throughout meetings, anything. Like anything I have a question on, I, I got to bring it to him. Amari was saying yesterday you might have that question. And other guys have talked about how you've kept your composure even when things were going wrong, maybe down the stretch. Has that always been you? Has that always been your game? Um, it's, it's just a part of it, you know. Just when you go out there, you can't think about everything, you know. Just going out there and playing in the moment, being in the moment. Uh, I try not to get a. I try not to get. Let everything, you know, try to confuse me or let the, the situation, you know, bring me to like frantic or anything like that. So for me, it's just stay stay calm. Uh, whether it's the two minute drive or the first play of the game, try to approach it the same. Uh, we gotta over communicate. We gotta be loud. We gotta talk. We gotta be, make sure we're all on the same page. Um, and we we all have to be. We all have to over communicate. Not just that from my from me. Receivers got to talk to receivers. Uh, O'Ryan got to speak. Um, so for us, we all got to over communicate and just uh, be on the same page. What's the loudest place you played? Loudest place I've played is Seattle. Is it? Yeah. Okay. What was it? Was that? I played. I, I didn't play there, but I was there last year with Seattle when we played in uh, Carolina. What made you rock the today? Uh, why not? <laughs> why not? You know. Was it uh, when you got here and obviously like meeting Steve Butler, how helpful was that to sort of familiar? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was good, you know, just knowing Butler, uh, knowing Ant, uh, Matt Adams, uh, a few guys that was already here from Indy with me. Uh, it felt good to know them, and it's just good just to have that, that that feeling of you know guys and you ain't walking into a locker room that you don't know nobody. So that's the best, that was the best feeling for me. How was Deshaun? How was Deshaun? He's been great. He's been great. You know, I've been talking to him almost after every 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 uh, period in practice, just trying to figure out what he see. Uh, we just communicating back and forth, um, and I'm just trying to figure out what he see and what he would do on some of the plays that I'm out, that I'm out there. So I'm putting myself in his shoes as well. Were you surprised to see Jerome out there today? No, nah, I wasn't surprised at all. You know, I think he's a uh, tough dude. He's going to go out there and try to give it his all. Um, he's going to go out there and try to go for the team. Uh, he looks good today.
Have you had a chance to process the end of that game? I mean, did you watch it individually at all? Yeah, I watched it. Watch uh, it what, what, yeah, what did you think when you went back and, and watched that? Uh, I feel like we left some plays out there, specifically me. Um, but so for me, I just got to be able to hit those guys. Like I, I missed Elijah in the back of the end zone. That that one gonna haunt me for the rest of the week, that, all week this week. But you know, just me being able to get those reps again, and uh, you know, get, making those throws after after practices. You know, just seeing myself go out there and make those throws, uh, just getting the feel for it, and you know, just being ready to cut it loose. The Colts owner said that he tweeted out that yeah, the NFL calling those flags. Yeah, maybe shouldn't have been thrown. Mm -hmm. I, guess, I was a like, part. Do you care about that? I don't. I was a part of a game last year that a flash shouldn't have been thrown. It was thrown, and we, we, we lost. So at the end of the day, things happen. You know, things don't go as as you, as planned or the way you think it should go. Um, but it, it happens. Is that the uh, helmet off? Yes. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> right, good. Thank y'all. Thanks, PJ. All right, that's PJ. Friday edition it will be okay can, can he just play clean and can we win or does he have to make plays for us to win well, he's gonna have to make plays and he's shown the ability to make plays it's just been the accuracy he's made good decisions with the football too for the most part it's been the accuracy on those that have been kind of the thing that has limited him he's only completing 50 percent of his passes so what you would like to see is pj walker you know now that he's got another week where he gets the the reps where he's more comfortable in the system, where he's played in the game and the game speed, that you know we're going to get to see him go kind of in a back-to-back -back game situation, which we haven't seen before, where you nope. get the week-to-week -week kind of going through the process, get all the reps, and be ready to go. So I I'm excited to see what he can do, um, but he's going to have to make plays. There are plays to be made against this defense. They have had their struggles, but yeah, P.J. Walker is going to have to make plays if the Browns are going to win this game. We're not going to win it. I, I don't think we're going to just – shut this team down no I do think our defensive line has an opportunity to really overwhelm their offensive line but I don't think we're going to shut them down this is a game that we are going to have to make plays and we are going to have to win yeah there's no question in terms of the injury report uh some good news here Jerome Ford back at practice uh today and bouncing around a little bit and I had kind of I think like most of us had assumed that he was going to be out at least for this week, but he must have impressed people with Thursday and then the way that he ran and now is was back at practice today. Jedrick Wills, Marquise Goodwin, Sione Takitaki all returned to practice today after missing practice yesterday. All four of those players are listed as questionable. Right, so good news there. I think it's obviously a surprise that to see you know Jerome Ford out there, but that's very, very good. P.J. Walker, we just heard he's not surprised. And by the way, he did. You couldn't see it because uh, you're listening on the radio, but he did his entire press conference in a Nick Chubb T-shirt, which is nice. pretty cool. You see guys wearing those all around. Uh, I think the big one's Jed Wills. You need him out there, and it's good to see that he is back. Sione Takitaki progressing as well. Kareem Hunt and David Njoku do not carry an injury designation. Marquise Goodwin should be good to go as well in his return to Seattle, the team that he played with last year and had nearly 400 yards and a couple of touchdowns. So uh, I think as far as health goes, this is as healthy as we've been, and I think we're healthier than they are. We'll have to see, and it won't happen while we're on the air, but tonight you'll get a, an update from them. But they have real players of consequence yeah. that have not practiced at all yet this week. And to that end, Kenneth Walker, Tyler Lockett, Bobby Wagner, they did not practice Wednesday or yesterday. That's so right. these are the most among the most important players on their entire roster. Um, we also re-signed running back John Kelly to the practice squad, which means we, we get to hear a little bit of the voice. Oh, Let's have a listen. Maybe? No, nope, I'd say no. I think at, this point, at this point, the silence was longer than the clip was going to be. Probably true. 
Um, the Jim Donovan clip is pretty classic. Yeah, so that it's, it's great. Uh, it's By the way, we are we now have on the active roster Ford Hunt Strong on the practice squad, Jordan Wilkins, John Kelly Jr. and Nate McCrary. We are stocked. Lots of backs, baby. Lots of backs. Lots of backs. Lots That's of ball the way carriers. that that goes. We'll get an update on where the Seahawks are from a health standpoint. We will go behind enemy lines coming up next. That, by the way, was the Hot Topics presented by Vivid Seats, an official fan experience partner of your Cleveland. I want to hear the song. Well, it's, what do you know, we don't have it. We'll do it later, perhaps. We'll see. Hopefully. Michael oh, Sean, we got it. We got it. Let's do it later. We'll do it later. And at this point, Fine. we have He's to do man. it later. Fine. We'll do it later. Michael Sean Dugar going to join us coming up next. Cleveland Browns Daily 850 ESPN. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Browns fans, visit your local Tide Cleaners this October for a chance to win tickets to upcoming home games. You'll be automatically entered to win with any purchase. Now it's time to head behind enemy lines. Seahawks reporter, reporter Michael Sean Dugar joining us from the Athletic on the Twisted T Hotline. Thanks so much for taking the time, Pell. I guess let's start with who's healthy from the Seahawks side of things heading into this one on Sunday. Um, sounds like at least going from who did not play against uh, the Cardinals in Week 7, uh, DK Metcalf should be back on the field against the Browns. Uh, center Evan Brown uh, should be back against the Browns. Uh, Zach Charbonnet, their rookie second-round uh, running back, he should be back, I believe, against the Browns. So they're getting a little healthier. Um, they'll probably play or at least activate um, 75-year-old Jason Peters uh, from the practice squad <laughs> uh, and have him available to play either tackle or guard. Uh, if need be, uh, I think J- I think Jason's actually like 41. But I mean, in football, you're 75. It'd be like something 75. though. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, he looks good. So um, maybe yeah. he could play uh, today alone. But I think those are the part of the. Maybe I'm slipping someone, but those are the notable names. Uh, feels like coming back. The Seahawks injury report is pretty long, um, but I I get the sense that quite a bit of those are precautionary or guys just getting rest. Um, whereas I think most of those guys that I named and most of those guys you'll see on some of these injury reports floating around this afternoon are probably going to play uh, against Cleveland. So we're going to find out now, but is there a sense right now that maybe Kenneth Walker or Lockett or or Wagner could actually miss this game? I would be surprised if Tyler did um, and Bobby. Um, Tyler and Bobby, just they're veteran guys. So honestly, they probably hurt after every game. Um, and it just sometimes it elevates to the point of like, all right, well, we'll sit you in practice. Like those are two guys who don't really need much right. practice reps to know the game plan, to feel out their teammates, things like that. Um, so I, I would be very surprised if those two uh, missed time. They were both available to the media this week too, which usually a sign that guys are going to go. It's not a hard and fast rule. I mean, DK spoke last week um, and sure. didn't play. So it's not like a guarantee, but Bobby, I mean, is, is talking like he's going to play, and he's kind of one of those veteran guys who probably gets a little bit more latitude than a younger dude in terms of playing through um, some pain. I don't know about Ken Walker. I would guess that he plays uh, as well. When you're, when he just took 26 carries, uh, I think, against yep. the Cardinals. He took all of the running back carries um, and then had 
uh, some plays in the, as a receiver too. So that might just be a, hey, man, we just ran you into the ground. We'll give you a few days off this week. We don't hear from Pete until I think about 5 o'clock um, your time, so I won't know for sure. But my guess is all of those guys would will play. I feel really strongly, I feel most strong about Bobby and Tyler just because I know them. They're yep. veterans. It's just kind of par for the course, whereas Ken, there's not a big as big a sample size, but it doesn't surprise me to see him getting some few days off after taking 26 carries. I mean, backs just don't do that uh, anymore. No, they certainly don't. This is a very good offense. Skill positions are very good. Geno Smith played well. Is the one weak spot for them this offensive line that I think has already had to start five different units in six games? Yeah, five different iterations in uh, six six games, and only one of those iterations has featured the starting tackles. You know, Charles Cross and Abe Lucas, they played the first half together in week one and haven't played together since. Charles has been back for a couple of weeks, but Abe still isn't back. So this will be – it could be – even if it's, this is the same lineup from uh, week seven, which, again, I don't know, I don't imagine it to be because Evan Brown will be starting at center again in place of Olu Oluwatimi, the rookie. So, But even if it was the same, it's still without Abe Lucas, which is such a big deal, particularly in this matchup where you got this ferocious pass rush and Miles Gary is built like a cyborg – you know, I always thought, like, Aaron Donald was kind of built funky in, like, a good way for his position. You know, you look at Aaron with his shirt off, you know, training with knives in the offseason, and you're like, wow, man, like, that looks like a wrestler, not a, you know, defensive <laughs> tackle. Miles Garrett's the same way. It's just like you see him do anything in the offseason standing next to other non-football humans, and it's just like, wow, man, what what lab experiment, you know, uh, <laughs> caused Miles Garrett to happen to us? It has to be the same thing that birthed Captain America, I would assume, is what also made yeah. Miles Garrett. So, yeah, when you have Miles Garrett on your team um, and the rest of the D-line, but specifically Miles, every team's weakness becomes their O-line. I don't really care who you have up front. That dude is different. But, yeah, Seattle's weak spot um, has been getting pressure, uh, particularly on the runs and in short spaces, like in the red zone. Seattle's run game in the red zone has tended to stall. Um, and when they have to throw in the red zone, they haven't been as efficient as they've been uh, outside the 20s. So, yeah, if there's a spot where Cleveland can take advantage, potentially it is certainly stopping Seattle's run near the red zone. Talking to Seahawks reporter Michael Sean Dugar from The Athletic here on the Twisted T Hotline. Um, th- this has been – it's an interesting season so far for Seattle, for us too, obviously, but from the standpoint of – They've got this great win over Detroit in overtime. There's a puzzling loss in the opener, obviously, the way that they were dominated by the Rams, and then kind of up and down in between. What what can you what do you think Pete Carroll can count on with his team, and what gives him cause for concern? I think the thing he can count on now that the secondary is healthy is a really really productive and hard hitting defense, and that's what you've seen the past few weeks. Uh, the Giants game that they dominated on Monday Night Football was a nice little coming out party. That would, it comes with the obvious caveat that it was against the Giants. Uh, but even after that, you know, they held the Bengals to 17 points you know, in Cincinnati. And in that game, the Bengals scored three second-half points. And those points came on a drive that netted zero yards. Right? They were just a result of a turnover that put them in position. The game, they threw three incompletions, and they kicked the field goal. So it's not even like the defense – necessarily gave up those points if that if that makes sense so the defense is rock solid right now they dominated josh dobbs and the cardinals dominated uh you know relative to the talent they dominated the Bengals, you know dominated the giants and they're just they're just playing really really well right now they got a lot of good dbs uh, just like cleveland does uh you look at a lot of the stats for the, the best dbs in the league right now they're mostly coming from four teams the saints the browns the seahawks and the cowboys 
Um, so the Seahawks are really locked in in the secondary right now. That's really what the team can hang its hat on because they can. the DBs do a good job fitting the run because Seattle's one of those teams that plays with light boxes, so you need the DBs to help out. Um, so you've got the DBs can help on the run. Then when it's third down, I mean, the Seahawks had, what, seven pass deflections uh, last week against the Cardinals. Like, they're getting their hands on a lot of passes. So that's the thing Seattle can hang its hat on right now is that an ugly game played with great defense, they have a chance. The concern is the third down offense. Um, I don't have the updated numbers after the Seahawks had a good day on third down in week seven, but they've been one of the worst third down teams in the league. They were 31st going into that week seven game. Uh, maybe they're like upper 20s now, but that's still not good. 24th. Um, Cleveland. Yeah, 20. thank you. 24th, which is still not great. So going up against a Cleveland defense that's really good on third down, that's, that is the, the area right there. That's where the game's going to be won, really, is how can the Seahawks get above 50% on third down? Like, if the answer is yes, Seattle probably wins. If the answer is no, you could almost bet that Cleveland's going to win, probably convincingly, too, if that number's below 50 Yeah, you mentioned this defense, and I think third downs are going to be big on both sides because that's where the Seattle Seahawks have struggled as a defense as well. But since they got Jamal Adams back in week four, they're number one in the NFL in yards allowed, number one at 237 yards per game allowed. What can you tell us about their big nickel or the big dime with having Diggs, Adams, and Love all on the field together. I saw last week Adams and, and Diggs played 66 out of the 66 snaps. Love played 60 when they can have those three safeties and use kind of Jamal Adams down in the box. Yeah, it's it's a really good package. Um, teams try to it's – it's, there's a lot of multiplicity afforded to the coordinator, Clint Hurt, with that package um, because he can have Jamal up high in a single high look. He can have Jamal and Julian Love high in a split safety look and put Quandre down in the line and then just kind of rotate and do everything with all those guys on top of having Devin Witherspoon, you know, their, their uh, yeah. first pick in the draft, you know, on the outside who can also then play nickel and then Tariq Woolen on the other side who's 6'4", runs 4'2", um, and just led the league in interceptions last year. Like they can, they can call any covers they want, anything from zero to cover nine, um, and they can, they can blitz, they can just do everything. You know, Jamal can blitz, Quandre can blitz. Um, Trey Brown, um, one of their other, they're like the third corner. Uh, he can blitz. He has a pick six this year. He has a sack this year. So they're they're really multiple, and that gives teams problems because there's so many potentials for tendency breakers, right? You may watch the film of the Seahawks and see that when Jamal's here, Quandre's here, Julian Love is there, and the front's like this. These are the things they like to run. And while that may be true, because they're so multiple, they can show you that exact same look and do something completely different. Um, and it takes veteran quarterbacks, usually in veteran OCs, to, to sniff that out. But by then, you might have thrown a pick or gotten a sack, right? So that's what makes that package um, so dangerous. So, yeah, that's, the teams have been trying to run them out of it because there's, there's three safeties on the field. You think, all right, we go 13 personnel, 12 personnel, maybe throw in a fullback and make you guys play, you know, 1950s football. But teams haven't been able to successfully do that. Um, so I'll, I, that would be my guess that Cleveland, that's how they get them out of that safety package is, by using heavier personnel, but, I mean, if they don't get the early returns on it with those runs, who knows if Cleveland sticks with it. How is the, the pass rush? I know Mafe's playing well, Jaron Reed's playing well, but you lose Nwosu, who had, you know, the nine-and-a-half sacks last year. It, how big of a loss is that? That's, that's a huge one because Nwosu's like, he reminds me of Max Crosby. He's not as explosive as a pass rusher, but in that he's he's a – two-way player, so to speak, on the edge. Like, yeah. Senna Nuosu was just as good stopping the run as he is rushing the passer. And teams that have played the Raiders know that when you play Max Crosby, it's the same thing. You just look up and you're like, dude, this guy never comes off the field. He's over there every play, whether it's fourth and one, third and 20, or first and 10. Chenna was the same thing for the Seahawks. You know, he's a, he sets the edge with 
with violence. He plays, he manipulates the tackles and tight ends who try to block him. Sometimes he'll shoot his gap. Sometimes he'll stay where he's supposed to be. Um, he's just, he has a lot of latitude. Um, so losing him is very important for what's, these are probably the two best run defenses in the league, depending on what metric you want to use. So like losing Chenna um, on one of the best run defenses, that's really important. I think the pass rush will probably still be okay because the Seahawks have other guys who are good, as good as pass rushers as Chenna. And they just signed Frank Clark, who had his best uh, years. I know he made three Pro Bowls in Kansas City, but he had his best single season uh, sack game, uh, year when he was in Seattle, had 13 uh, in 2018. So having him back, playing next to Jaron Reed, who's a really good interior rusher, I think pairing those two uh, with Boye Mafe, who has, I think, four sacks this year, leads the league in pass rush win rate, according to ESPN. You throw him in there, throw Dale Taylor in there, guy who had nine and a half sacks last year. I think Seattle's pass rush will still be okay. The top 10 in sack rate right now. Where losing Chenna is probably going to hurt them is in the run game because he was probably arguably their best run guy. I'll get you out of here on this one, bud. Are those uniforms that they're going to wear on Sunday as popular out there as I believe that they, they would be? be? Yeah, I think I, I can't think of anything more popular, you know, culturally to Seattle <laughs> than Seahawks throwback uniforms. Maybe anything to do with Ken Griffey Jr. because he's probably like <laughs> those he's are the two a deity yeah. over here, you know. But outside of that, man, Seahawks throwback uniforms are just they have a special place and people's heart. You know, I'm I'm only 31, and I'm, I'm from here, right? But I'm born in 92, so those don't yeah. hold that special of a place in, in my heart. And also, the Seahawks were terrible in the 90s. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> true. I think they had, like, gorgeous. one playoff appearance there in, like, 99 with Mike Holmgren. So, they suck. So, there's not a lot of great memories with those jerseys. But the 90s in Seattle was generally just, like, a good cultural time. You know, we had the Sonics, and they were, like, a cultural impact with Sean Kemp and Gary Payton. Griffey and his cultural impact and with the baseball team – uh, had there so like the, and then all of the music um, that you know kind of Seattle 90s grunge uh, was really popular at that time so it, there's all that nostalgia that just wrapped into these jerseys on top of them just looking really cool so yeah they're they're the hottest thing smoking right now the Seahawks just obviously <laughs> announced that they're going to wear them again at Dallas uh, week 13 oh, on Thursday man. Night Football that's how popular these are they're like we got to put these on the biggest stage we possibly can <laughs> and they're going to that's at Dallas so yeah this those jerseys oh, are like the it. hottest thing going right now. Man, thank you so much for your time. Greatly appreciate it. Oh, thank you guys for having me. All right, that's Michael Shondegar from The Athletic joining us on the Twisted Tea Hotline. Um, I actually think the way that Seattle is doing it, like the ones they currently wear really fit their brand and work and, signi and signify all of the winning. Um, and to use these as a – three games a year one-off throwback i think it's nice i think I'd like they were the few one of course i know i understand but like i think some of that is our age for sure right it's some of it's our age um and they're just bits of beautiful colors they're it is gorgeous. but it's but i it's one of those ones that's similar to tampa bay like in the moment i don't remember like as a kid of the 80s and the early like 90s them. it wasn't like i thought that they were a must-have uniform um i always like the them. way yeah Did i just just I don't know why. The my dad and my dad was in in his Stratomatic league. He was the Seahawks. Oh, that's so, right. Like, so you had you, I had Seahawks near, near jerseys. Yeah. I had like a Largent jersey as a kid. Yeah. And then, well, they were an AFC team at that time yeah, too. They were. So so that that part was different. But um, yeah, it, it 
they're awesome. The biggest difference, though, and I, we, we've talked about this before, it's that they, they were in those days. There were different manufacturers and suppliers, and so you could actually use different hues. Of they're different blues. This is a, a that's a different blue and a green on that one. That is a royal blue and a pretty cl- not quite Kelly green, but a true green. Yeah, um, with and, silver. Right, and now they're navy and the neon highlighter, yeah. highlighter yellow uh, or green or whatever you want to call it, but. Um, yeah, it's just it's just cool. As opposed to everybody wearing the same navy, everybody wearing the same royal, there was all this different. And Is that's when you see can't manufacture different blues. I don't understand. Nike chooses not to. They just want. I mean, it's just easier yeah. to just use one blue for everything. Um, and I remember that when the Rams went through their thing, they were like, yeah. "Well, this isn't quite the blue we want." And Nike's like, "Well, look, this is the blue that you can choose from. You can pick this one, this one, or this one. Like, this is no, it. Sort no it out. No thanks." Um, even the difference. The the Dolphins are wearing their throwbacks this weekend, which are perfect. Um, and they have the throwback end zones with the diamonds that they painted today yeah. that look amazing. Um, but even that that aqua is different than the aqua they wear now. It's slightly darker. Um, so that you're getting a taste of those. We've had the Bucks ones. We had, uh, we'll have the Seahawks this weekend and you'll have the, um, the, uh, Dolphins this weekend as well. I think Oilers go this weekend too, so which is a shame. Games. That one's a shame that that's not Houston. It should be. I mean, there's just so many good ones. It's they're so good. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's weird that Houston didn't find a way. I know that they can't use that exact blue, but I don't know why they can't just use a light blue. There's nothing against them using light blue and red. They can still own the color palette. Because Tennessee's one away from it entirely. They have, Navy. but maybe they own. They own that blue, but you can't own all light blue. No, you can't own That's all That's insane. That would be. <laughs> like, this seems outrageous. This doesn't make sense at all. That seems outrageous. We had a Thursday night football game last night. We will get to that and all the other tomfoolery that happens on a Friday edition You're of welcome, the program. You're welcome, by the way, for the Thursday night. Yeah, we told Good you. Good job. Yeah, yeah, told, you we, didn't. Thursday. We told you I was going to go. Attention. Pay attention to the scores. Uh, ben Bloom will join us as well, our defensive line coach. Listen to Cleveland Runs Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen, very sexy push-up bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like black shine, green, and citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. Now in this season's must-have shades and patterns. Add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Tito's Handmade Vodka on game day. Pour me in, coach. Find cocktail recipes for every fan at titosvodka.com. 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof, crafted to be savored responsibly. I'm ready for one. Can 75 I, degrees outside. The next ready? level's next. Say when. Can I have a, can I ask a question? As a man who knows a great deal about liquor. Well, you're the franchise. It's our show. The franchise. We, thanks, Goose. Go ahead. 
I got my pen. Cocktails. If blank proof is just the alcohol percentage times two, why do we need them both? It's a great question. <laughs> it's a fantastic question. I don't. Oh, it's 100 proof. Oh, it's 50% alcohol. 80 proof. Yeah. Oh, it's 40% I think, alcohol. I think that. Okay. I think that the problem was. They say the same thing. No, I know. And I think that probably initially, that's odd to just have a hanging hair. I think that Who's? the. Who's? Uh, I don't know. From above. Well, uh, now I have questions because. <laughs> not mine. Uh, you might have the longest hair of anybody in this. I know it. Like, I'm not area. happy about it. That was a longer than one I have, especially since the uh, the haircut. So I, this is my theory. Okay. I'm going to present it to you based on the fact that I've never thought about this much previously and you just presented it to me. My guess is that they didn't like the idea of this is how much alcohol is in this. Right. So they came up with proof to hide the alcohol. And then later, so probably the federal government said you need to have both on the label. But then at that point to me, then just then proof, one should have been gone. Proof just goes away. Proof it's goes a relic. Away. Yeah, proof. Proof. It's interesting, though, but I far more often refer to the proof than the alcohol by volume. Same, because it like, sounds cool. And my and it's a higher number. My favorite whiskeys, bourbons, are usually right around 90. 90 proof. I sure. like them between 90 and 92. Otherwise, it's you don't want to want a fan. 100, 110. 120, you're going to go ice, and you got it. A lot of people do that. They'll do like the barrel releases that'll have be 125 proof. There's a uh, there's a Booker's a, a Weller high like that for sure. There's a Weller um, antique that comes in at like 129 proof. Um, and you, the funny thing is, is before I, I I got that bottle, which is now a white whale, and before I realized entirely what I had, I I just would try it neat because I, I knew it was a, a rare bottle. This is 15 years ago, and it was like, good God Almighty! Like it's yeah, it's, it's lighter fluid fluid. It's unbelievable. Um, and so I would use it in like hot toddies. You know, like grandpa's old cough medicine. Sure, of course. He's trying to clear up a little bit. And so then later I put a rock in it and let it open up. And it was like, oh, this is. This is. This now is we're talking. Now we're talking. Yeah, it's probably think, about 15 years ago. The first time I, I want to say that. from a commercial standpoint and like radio and TV, it has. It, it can't. I don't know if we can advertise that high a proof. I think that's why the proof has to be in the verbiage. Oh, that I, could I be. I don't. know Well, there's that certain for sure, bo- there, and certainly like certain grocery stores that don't have liquor licenses correct. can have alcohol. They can have bottled alcohol, but they can't have a certain level of proof. Yep. So there's. The I, I believe. But that. you're right. It's all the same. It's redundant. Yeah. It is. Um, as for Thursday night football, you're welcome. You're welcome. Want to know this week? Let's go. We told you. I don't even know. I went back and listened to your segment. I have no idea. Listen what to me. Either one of you two. Listen went. to me. Listen to both. And by the end, I convinced him. Well, I was under the impression going into it that it would have been like 90% on Tampa. And then as soon as we looked that up and it was 90% on Buffalo, I was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. That way. way. That's the way it goes. (laughs) Let me tell you something, folks. That's one of the easiest tricks in the book in the scores. Yeah. Joe Public does not win. No. Uh -uh. Especially if it's overwhelming like that. Like, they do sometimes. Sometimes it is just that easy. But most times not. And. By the way, had you been on the other side of it last night, which you shouldn't have been paying attention to the scores, on a Thursday, that would have been a horrific beat on fourth and ten to throw a ball off the defender's helmet and have that be a touchdown. Then, on your two-point conversion, you throw it right to a defensive lineman who bats it in the air over two more people who likely would have intercepted it to somebody who catches it. Yeah, and then if you're somebody who did not watch all of that and did not see the game, you'd go, my God, the Buccaneers got robbed on a Hail Mary because they tackled Godwin um, on a play that 
probably would have caught it if they don't tackle him. Yeah. You so, wondered how the ball just got to the ground. How did that just happen? Pure. It was unbelievable. Uh, the bigger look, Tampa Bay's not really any good. They're mm. they they are decent against bad teams because they have really good they're good players and they have really good players on the perimeter and their defense yes. is pretty good and so they have all of that. So they're really good against bad teams. They usually take care of those and they play good teams. They're going to lose. It's just kind of that simple. They could have lost big less, bigly. Oh, they could have lost absolutely bigly. But there is also something that's a little off with Buffalo. And this has been about a month of this where like we're all hanging on that Dolphins result, but they've had uneven performances. They lose to New England. They barely escape the Giants. Kind of escape so here. I fell asleep. It's kind of weird. I fell asleep I in the like third they quarter totally after they scored that, that touchdown. Game, I mean, it's a Hail up. Mary yeah. from losing. So after some cr- – I know, but this is the NFL. Crazy stuff happens in every sure, game. Like, sure. it shouldn't even have been that close. No, that is no, undisputed. So the headline – so I looked this morning. I'm like, hey, who won? And the headline on ESPN is Bills get back on track. And I'm like – that score tells me that they didn't get back. Yeah, on if track, you watched the game, it felt like they were going to win by fourteen or twenty-one the whole second. You half. kept waiting for them to do it, to though, just do and it. they didn't. Yeah. Like it was, it was seven at half. Well, then they were playing concert. Like put people away. You have a chance to go for it. That's on what I mean. Down. Like they're like, just not. It. Yeah, there's something that's not all hitting there. I I do wonder as we get close to the trade deadline, would they be a a, a team that would be active to try to go? By the way, they also turned it over at the one, early yeah. in the game. Why not just sneak it with Josh Allen? And they're like, it seems like it would be easy, and then they do a sneak, and he gains like seven yards. I just feel like the answer to anything is sneak it with Josh Allen. Yes. Anything short, just sneak it with Josh Allen. The yeah. end. Like, that part of it. It was. It ended up being the fact, like, had that Hail Mary been completed and they would have lost that game, that would have been just a stupid. They dominated oh. them completely in that game. Before the touchdown that made it, which was, again, a pass that Baker threw short off of the defender's helmet yeah. into Mike Evans' arms, before that one, they hadn't picked up a first down in the second half. Right. And the Bills just didn't make it a – and they should have been I mean. able like to. They're, they're just, they don't equal the sum of their parts. No, to I hear you, they, man. they should be better than they are, and I just wonder if that is an operation that needs a little talent injection to get them kind of rolling a little bit. I, this is going to be a fascinating trade deadline next Tuesday um, because there are some big, big names that have been bandied about, talking about Sweat and Young out of Washington – um, I don't think Daniel Hunter's going anywhere, but there's been all sorts of – you talk about Derrick Henry, you talk about uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Does, does Tennessee Cook have now. something else? Dalvin Cook wanting – who? he's cooked, I think. He seems – Pun intended. Fairly well. But there's, you know, Jerry Judy. Like, there's a lot out there yeah. that could happen between now and Tuesday. And I just think – I'm very curious to see what AFC, AFC teams especially do to try to give themselves a slight edge here or there. I had a buddy who gave me a heart attack on Wednesday. I was meeting some of my mates for a uh, oh, some uh, of the mates uh, for an after afternoon. a some with the boys, perhaps. Uh, absolutely, we went yeah. to our favorite an you know, orange panted est- establishment. Est- well, no, that wasn't the place, but it would, it had that same type of oh, same vibe. Yes, that's oh, same very type good, of very masculine good, very energy. Good. And sure. we uh, we went there, had some drinks. All of a sudden, I get a text: Derrick Henry to the Ravens, and I'm like, well, that's just great. <laughs> and then. I'm like looking on Twitter. I'm like, no, it's not. That didn't happen. I know. He goes, I know, but that's the word I heard. I wanted you to so oh, that you God. could. I wanted to tell you so you could tell the people to stop it. I'm like, if they're interested in trading for Derrick Henry, they're going to. If they're not, they're not, and they're not certainly going to jump in to stop the Raven. This isn't fantasy football where you're like blocking somebody's <laughs> trade. We have 17 running backs on the roster now. right now. Yeah, we got a bunch. All of, of a sudden, um, that would be that is a very Ravens deal. It would be, but I don't like see that. what. 
Like, obviously, he is. He'd be an upgrade over over Gus Edwards. Sure. But Gus Edwards last week just dropped 140 total yards and a touchdown on people. And yeah. Gus Edwards is one of the five running backs to average more than five yards per carry for their career, like with Nick Chubb and I, Bo Jackson, Jamal Charles. I mean, like, to me, the one that would make more sense for them would be to go try and see what they can do with Chase Young or something like that. And yes, get, get another the defense. defense. And their defense end. is already really, really good. Right. Get something over yeah. on that side of the ball. Um, but Henry is... Henry makes he, the most sense to us, honestly. He really does, of Given, all the teams. Like well, I, we saw that list, and yeah. it was like the rest of them I don't know. Yeah. Like don't Seattle? They just drafted. They, they have a 1,000-yard yeah. second year back, and they drafted a guy in the second round this year. Jarrah would do the Derrick Henry thing for sure because for whatever reason he doesn't like uh, the kid who's there. Pollard? Yeah, he just he must not like him because I, that would be a Jarrah move to just well, to stockpile. I don't know, but he obviously is never really w- willing to give him all of it. So, uh, But it'll be interesting because this, this AFC, like – None of these teams are as – none of them have been as dominant as we thought. None of them are playing clean. None of them are impervious to loss, even stupefying loss. So, to me, I, I, I just think you could have an opportunity for a couple of these AFC teams to be very active between now and next It's Tuesday. an arms race, man. We've been saying it for quite some time, right? Yeah. Like, but and the, we, just got, we just got a running back. His name's John Kelly. That's right. Oh, we have – good job to you. We've got John Kelly. John Kelly, go ahead. John Kelly, just a workhorse in the backfield. Reminds me of an Irish song, and I'll perform that right now. Has anyone here seen Kelly? K-E-L-L-Y, has anybody here seen Kelly? Kelly from the Emerald Isle. <laughs> it's the first preseason game. <laughs> no qualifier needed. It was perfect. Was great. Please voice that at any time you the want. The Hall of Fame game. I can't wait to get those kind of lyrical stylings back in the booth. Oh, that that pleases me a great deal. Pleases me. That of, that actually warmed my heart. Yeah, it did. Brought it honestly a little bit of a welling a little, of the tears yeah. here. That one just uh, miss miss Jim so much and can't wait to see him uh, yes. back in the booth with you relatively Same. soon, my friend. Uh, we'll do a little bit of the over under game coming up next. Show to Cleveland Browns Daily. Brought There's a Valley new Bay. sheriff in town. Sports betting partner Cleveland Browns on eight fifty ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Browns friends, Express, Express Beer presented by Bud Light brings the same facial authentication technology used in express access to beer purchases in the stadium. Dedicated oh, express beer stands. Fastest way to get a beer in Cleveland Browns Stadium. If you are 21 or over, go to the tickets tab in the Browns mobile app to learn more. Time for a little segment we like to call Over Under. Oh, I thought we were going to call it Zagura's Back. So, Gibbe, as has been rough customary. One. It was a rough one. As has been customary in this, this combatant. Off to a quick start, Gibbe. And now you have been usurped. Yes. By one of the most humble winners in the history <laughs> of winning. Of yeah. winning. Real. A man who takes no self-credit at all. It's my team. It's my team. Good people around me. Couldn't do it without you coming up with such good over-unders. I mean, last, to just, be honest just, with you. I mean, last week's were quite crazy just for yeah, the, I was gonna say, the numbers you, of this. You've been, pretty you've wild. been crushing the numbers. So the, um, last week we had total yardage. So we went with Elijah Moore, Jerome Ford, and Kareem Hunt over under Jonathan Taylor, Zach Moss, total yards. Okay, so that's that's right. what it was, total yards. 
Moss and Taylor ended up with 182. That's right. Our three guys had 184. So it was a two-yard difference there. Winner, the, winner. Uh, that was uh, one that you two went opposite ways on. Here was another one. Amari Cooper targets we had last week. The over-under at eight and a half. The actual was eight. Hey, That's man, right. We won. Sheesh. That's right. I'll sacrifice my, my over-under record because now I'm managing expectations the right way again. I like it. I like All it. is well with the world. All right. So here we go as we embark. Zagura now 16-9. and nine. Gibbe fifteen and ten after a four and one week for Z and a two and three week for Gibbe. All right, Gibbe, I'll start with you. We are looking for a completion percentage for PJ Walker of fifty eight point five. Fifty eight point five is the number we are looking for. Over under. He has not been over that this year yet. I will go under then. All right, under. He's good when he needs to be, kids. That's all that matters. All right, Ice in the go. veins. Zagora? So, obviously, and this is a, what a great job by you again. You're going with a, a low, very enticing number. He's 50% on the season. To your point, no, he has not done that. However, I would be remiss if I didn't point out that three straight quarterbacks, including those of the Giants, have gone over this number. And, in fact, on the season, you would have beaten this number in six out of six games against the Seahawks. That's and right. so – I believe in Peach. Let's go. To get it done. Over, baby. Oh, mama. Dissertation done. Next. Research. Over. Under. Nah. Research. Who needs it? Well, so, you just did it. I don't know who the hell is playing running back for either team. We have 17 Great on our question. roster. I don't know if Kenneth Walker is going to play. I'm sure that he probably will. So we will just go entire room versus entire room. <laughs> Browns running back. Uno, that popped Uno. He big. liked Uno a lot like that. Browns running back room over or under Seahawks running back room Zagura. Total yardage. Total yardage. That's a tough one. Theirs are more accomplished. Yeah, but our defense is more accomplished. Although their defense is very good too. They've been much more of a one of a one man band. Walker's got, you know. 556 total yards. Next closest is Charbonnet. He's got 145. So we're more of a balanced multiple group here. In the event. We may have 17 active running backs. No, no, no. no, no, no. There's no in the event. It's one or the other. It's, he's right. You get the whole room. Like, it's the and whole this, room. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. go. Let's, let's be sustained, smart about Sustained. This. Sustained. Gibby Thank gets you. it. Gibby gets a win. It's you're getting the whole room. It doesn't matter. A who's room in it. that's Zach Charbonnet and DJ Dallas is very different than a room that's Kenneth Walker. So and Zach too would Charbonnet. be. So too would be a room that does not have Jerome, Jerome Ford. Ford. And I love him very much. And I don't know that necessarily that's the same as Kenneth Walker. You're getting the whole room. Thousand yard season. Fine. Fine. Browns over. Give it. Yes, Browns. It's the right move. It only took four minutes for him to get there. We've got, I don't know if you know, but we are on until three. So what are you complaining about? You have a, this is your life with Ben Balloon coming up in seven minutes. (laughs) You cut four minutes of Bloom. Yeah, well. Save that audio. We need it to be ridiculous. (laughs) It was a banger. Save the audio. All right. Number three. Is this for you? This is for Gibbe. Gibbe. For Gibbe. All right, here you go. You get Chief Amari. Elijah and DPJ receiving yards over or under DK Lockett 
and Jackson Smith and Jigba? Over because, A, we're going to shut them down. And, B, I don't know if half of that room for Seattle is even going to play. I think that whole room is going to play. I have belief in our defense. So you have our offense having a day, Gibbon. You, you definitely have our offense having a day. He does. It's not going to be a high completion no, no, percentage, but our guys are going to catch him. Right. 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 A, a lot of bombs. <laughs> a lot of bombs. Yeah. yeah. Um, when it matters the most. I like that line at a gimmick when it matters the most. I like that line, too. Uh, I'm going to go. I'll go Seattle there. Under. That's over. Under. Sacks, interceptions, fumbles. Sweet. Dr. Z. Suck. The number we are looking for is three and a half. Over. And then I was gonna That's be. always the one that makes you guys go. Yeah. It's the four and a half one. Let's feast. Over. Over. Right. Yes. Absolutely. You guys have done well on this the last couple of weeks. I got to do a better job of stiffening that up a little bit. I got to take better account of how good our defense is, but I've given it to you, and perhaps that's a gift. Next. Over. Under. The actual over under give a 35 and a half. 35 and a half. That's 35 it. 35 and a half. Over. Over. It has to be because his offense is as as dominant as you've had it. Last week we were 40 and a half. The week before we were 37 and a half. This is 35? 35 and a half. That is a low number. Well, they beat. Think about it, though. They they don't score. Like they beat. Last week Arizona was 20 20 to 10. 10. It was, what, 20 to 14 against the Bengals for them? 13 or something. It was 17 13. Yeah, Yeah, 17 13. It was low. So that's 30 30. Yeah, they're not. They don't do it. What give they do? over so far you have two differences follow me to freedom zagura i i i unders are i hate to unders so over over out of boy all right four wrong we're wrong together great that's right yeah. Kumbaya. Right. good job out of both of you elk and elk serious lawyers serious injuries call one or elk ohio for a free case review elk and elk's proud partner of your cleveland browns ben bloom joins the program coming up next you listen to cleveland browns daily on 850 espn cleveland Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Rumpke Waste Recycling family-owned business and operation for over 90 years. Driven by a strong sense of pride to make the world a cleaner, greener place for future generations to live. Learn more by visiting rumpke.com. Now here's Z with defensive line coach Ben Bloom. Very happy now to be joined by a man who is quickly becoming a fast friend of the show, Browns defensive line coach Ben Bloom. And coach, it's got to be fun going to work every day when you got a D-line like you're working with right now. How's this kind of going for you now, your first season with the Browns as a defensive line coach six games in? Yeah, I mean, it's been fantastic. It's a great uh, daily work environment um grateful for the people uh, i work with you know coach stefanski coach schwartz first and foremost create a fantastic work uh atmosphere and then the uh the players in the d-line room those guys are are terrific obviously they're they're talented competitive dudes that love the game but um they, they bring a lot of fun and joy to work daily and they're uh humble and always working to get better and uh they make me better as a coach and uh 
I'm grateful for the whole deal. What's it like when you have a group of a staff? I mean, you got one of your defensive ends has been a four-time Pro Bowler. The other one's a three-time Pro Bowler. Dalvin's been in this league for a while. Shelby's been in the league for a while. You've got Jordan's been in the league now for a while. You've got Maurice Hurst has been in the league for a while. You've got a lot of veteran guys. Oboe's been around in that room. And then you have some young guys. you got rookies trying to trying to work their way to getting active and to get in the game. What's kind of that dynamic like as a teacher where you have so many established guys but then also so many young guys? Well, it's exciting and it's challenging. Um, you know, I, I liken it sometimes when I think about this to when I was a linebacker coach in Dallas and Sean Lee was um, you know, the veteran, former pro bowler. And when you have a guy like Sean in Dallas in the room or you have Miles, Z, Oboe, Dalvin, Mo, Jordan, Shelby, I mean, you named them. I hope I'm not forgetting anybody. But um, it, 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 it's a challenge as a coach because you really got to be on your stuff. You have to know what you're talking about um, because, uh, you know, your credibility is on the line. It, you got to be able to teach the techniques. You got to be uh, able to um, identify the things that the opponent's doing that we need to stop. And you have to be consistent in how you teach it. So um, I welcome that challenge. Um, I think we all work better in situations where we know we have to be our best. And having veterans who know know what they're doing and have experience, it, it, that's a dynamic that exists. And at the same point, when you have young guys like uh, Siaki or uh, McGuire or even Alex, right, um, who are, you know, first, second-year players, um, it's it gives you the opportunity to, A, teach them uh, the fundamentals because they're young and they need to hear the, 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 the foundational aspects of the game. Um, but then you also have these resources of these veteran guys who have done it who can sometimes be a better teacher than you as a coach because they can second it or say it in a better way or just provide another perspective to get the same message across. So um, it's a great dynamic, um, and it's one that uh, I do not take for granted. All right. Can Miles Garrett do anything that would shock you anymore? No. <laughs> no. I mean, when you watch the tape of him leaping from basically a three-point stance and springing, I don't even know how, over the human beings to block that field goal, were you just like – what that's what i was like my jaw literally they had the camera on us in the booth and i saw it happen and my jaw i just my jaw just dropped well it's it's one of those things that you see in practice you know or you know that it's part of the game plan um and so were you guys all giddy on the sideline knowing that this was happening that we were about to get to see this um i mean i was just kind of like mm, this is gonna happen like when something like that's installed, you know the player, Miles, is capable of doing it. And um, I just think with Miles, and I'm fortunate to be around him a lot, is he's a, sometimes a very quiet, you know, serious guy. And in other times he's not. But um, in the football sense, like the guy takes so much pride in his craft and um, he has so much ability, you know. But at, the sa but at the same time, and I think this is like my point, he – He's he's really a student of the game, and he's so detailed in his technique and and, the, and um, when appropriate the techniques of the people he's going against, and he's he's he focuses on how he's going to do things, and, and it doesn't he doesn't just rely on his talent. He relies on his brain. He li relies on his preparation. He he relies on his attention to detail, and um, so when you install things that you think, hey, I don't know if someone could do this. Like, mm, he can probably do it because he's got the ability and he's got the focus, he's got the attention to detail, he's got the preparation. He's just 
really the ultimate pro. He's the full package. So, um, yeah. no, I, I'm not surprised because I know um, I've seen – I've seen how the sausage is made, so to speak. Yeah. Well, he says he credits Joe Thomas, who we got to go against in his rookie season, teaching him how to take notes and his notebooks and the preparation and all of that stuff. And when you have those gifts and that commitment to your craft, you have greatness that we get to witness every single week here with the Cleveland Browns. You had given a press conference that was really I enjoyed where you were talking about Zadarius Smith's pressures and how much they made. Not this much, but this much arms fully outstretched, and, and I loved that. Number one, how did your, your family enjoy you taking something that I hear you do at home all the time into a press conference for the Cleveland Browns? To be clear, my wife does that at home more okay. than I do, but I was more uh, imitating her. But... Um, Something was going on at home. She had some things going on. Uh, nothing big, but she was busy during the day. Sure. And I was like, hey, I had a press conference today. She's like, okay, I got to watch it. And then that was like 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock. And then, you know, we put the kids to bed. We've had dinner. Now it's 9 o'clock. I'm like, did you watch the press conference? She goes, no, I didn't get around to it yet. I'm like, you might want to watch the press conference. <laughs> so she finally watched it, and she was, I mean, yeah, it was sent out quickly to her, her parents and uh, – her family and mine and uh so um, so it was a hit it was a hit it was a hit it was it was not it was you know improvised but it uh it's true i do love my children that much yeah. and uh i i love what zaris is doing uh in the run and the pass for our team that much so you know z is uh, a huge part of what we do and um it was awesome to see the way he finished the game last week to close it out uh for the team and that was uh that was special yeah, he's been so close, you know, so many times. His win rates, his pressures, all of it, his hits. He's always around the quarterback and to finally get it. And then he punches it out, 10th force fumble of his career. Oboe recovers the first fumble he's ever recovered in his career, and that was the way the Browns won it. Was Yeah, that was pretty special because the two of them and Oboe tackle for a loss in six straight games. I mean, every week they're just going out there and bringing it for you, which is fun to see and probably gives you more things to even think about, ways to utilize and line them up. Yeah, I mean, they're again. You have veteran guys who have a lot of talent and a lot of flexibility, and um, it's been asked before. I think Cameron asked it last week in my press conference. Just you know, Miles has the ability to move around. That's true, but you need to have other people that can be flexible with him, and th those two guys are are huge for us in that regard. Um, and again, with Z, man, it's just you know, it, sometimes the quarterback decides who who gets the sacks. You know, he, he's going to step up a certain way in the pocket, or he might throw the ball. Or he might back up four yards and run out of the back of the pocket, and sometimes you know he throws out of bounds. That's happened to us this year too. So um, you can rush really well and have a high pressure rate and have a high win rate and not get sacks, or you could get sacks. So I, I think the sack to finish the game was just a culmination of everything he's been doing this year, and that's uh, that's what it was for me. Did you give your one, two, three celebration on the sideline after that uh, that sack? I was looking for it from the booth, but we are in Indianapolis in another country. I mean, we are a thousand feet in the air, so I was not able to, to get it quick enough in the chaos of what was going on, but what's the origin of that? Because I, I enjoy it a great deal as a, as a wrestling fan. The one, two, three celebration, uh, the WWF or now WWE, um, you know, when the referee three slaps on the canvas, right? And the match is over. Uh, that did not happen at the end of the game versus Indy. Um, that happened just a one-time thing so far. Uh, after um i believe uh dalvin hit the quarterback um versus san francisco but uh you know we we talk about boxing we talk about wrestling we try to keep things light um you know we like rick flair um yeah who doesn't I, woo so all that um limousine riding uh so 
yeah, I don't know. It was another spur of the moment thing. But uh, no, it didn't come out then. But you never know. It's not rehearsed. Sometimes it happens. You know, at that point, Your spur of the moments are two for two, though. So like, you gotta just let the bloomness flow. I feel like I'm not afraid to improvise. So uh, we'll see. In that moment, I was just like so pumped uh, for Z uh, to get the sack, for Obo to get the recovery for us to win, and then I think Brandon Lynch ran over and hugged me real fast before I could do anything. So uh, yeah, it wrapped me up. So that was that was a celebration, not as dramatic. No, that's still good though. All right, talk for a second if you if you can about the guys on the interior because it's easy to see the sacks on the outside, but the work Dalvin's doing every single game, the work Maurice Hurst is doing every single game, Shelby Harrison. I want to talk about Jordan separate in a second, but those guys every single week, Dalvin in particular, it just flies off the tape when you put them on. Even though these are things that maybe don't show up in the box score, as it were. Yeah, I mean, um, <clears throat> Dalvin was off-the-chart dominant versus San Francisco from, like, a, a efficiency per percentage, how we how we grade and evaluate it from a technique and, and how we affected the game. Just the ability for him to, uh, you know, play with explosion, play with length, knock uh, knock back a lineman and change the line of scrimmage and disrupt and penetrate. He's just gifted in that regard. Um, and he's so smart, diligent, detailed. His consistency is, uh, is off-the-chart. Um, so, and the other thing with Dalvin, he had some r excellent rushes where he was winning last week versus uh, Indianapolis, where the ball came out really fast, and he's you know in position at the quarterback. Um, so, sometimes the ball comes out. You know, it's a little bit like we talked about Z earlier. Um, you know, in other situations, those could have been sacks. So that's how we look at it: is do you win the rush? And then the sacks are sometimes a consequence of uh, what the quarterback does with the ball and not necessarily uh, how you uh, performed on that rush itself. Somebody who's winning Latin Marie Source, that swim move of his is devastating. He's playing great football for you. Shelby's out there making plays, especially at the line of scrimmage as well. And I want to talk about Jordan Elliott because I'm not sure that anybody has a better couple play resume against Quentin Nelson than what Jordan put on tape on that sack and the tackle for loss last week. It feels like the last two games he's really kind of started to play in the backfield. What have you seen from him and, and that, that's led to maybe that change of this, what I'm calling a breakout for Jordan Elliott? Yeah, I mean, I agree with what you're saying on Jordan. And, you know, to have him and Dalvin next to each other starting games and playing together a lot is um, extremely valuable for us. And, and I want to hit real quick on Mo and, and Shelby guys that are rotating in there and playing a lot of snaps. I mean, yeah. those guys are basically playing borderline starter snaps. Um, and Shelby's, you know, he's consistent. He's got length. He's got the ability to find the ball. He's productive. Um, to have a guy like that come in late in camp and – and contribute to the rotation and play a lot of valuable reps is, is is rare and it's a credit to him and a credit to you know Andrew Barry and their staff of getting him in here and then obviously Mo he's just kicking butt you know and he's he's like highly rated in PFF I'm told you know or, or Mo lets me know that sometimes uh but you know he's winning a, a lot of rushes and he had the big tackle for loss on third down you know his ability yeah. to penetrate and disrupt and and win on edges in this system is valuable and, and noticeable but um to go to Jordan, yeah, I think what he's done in the past two weeks has been um, really impressive, impressive, and a testament to him and his work. Um, you know, we are—he's so coachable, and he listens so well, and he's so detailed in his technique, and he's got uh, an unbelievable level of humility where you can really critique some of his techniques, and um, he listens and he doesn't take it personal. And he works on it, and it shows up. Because I, I don't, like, 
you know, just some of the things technically in the run game and, and in the pass rush that we've been working on that show up in practice sometimes didn't show up all the time in the games early in the season, but now the last two weeks are showing up more and more. You know, he, I mean, he had a big pressure even in the Tennessee game on the third and three where he just put the guard right into Tannehill and he basically threw it out of bounds. Okay, and then he um, had a half a sack and a couple really good rushes versus Baltimore. Okay, and then obviously this week versus Quentin in the run game and then the sack in the pass game. I mean, it's um, it's stuff he's been doing. Yeah. It's just the consistency is uh, is more often. We talk about that a lot. It's like, hey, we can do anything great once. You know, the great players do the great things consistently and I think that's what you see him doing and um, I'm happy that you recognize it because I recognize it and, and, and everyone should recognize that absolutely all right this has been a a pleasure a pleasure absolute pleasure the great Ben Bloom thanks so much for the time good luck yeah, appreciate it Nathan. all right that's Ben Bloom and Z good job out of both of those guys there the tough jumbos by the way great little logo I know but he cut that part well that's okay it's all right director's cut director's release cut. it release it release it to everybody give it Yes. Keys to victory in Seattle, followed by the scores. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen, very sexy push-up bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like black shine, green, and citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. Now in this season's must-have shades and patterns. Add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. OBM, the preferred provider of copiers and document services for the Cleveland Browns, can tackle any size office. The number is 216-485-2000 or visit ohiobusinessmachines.com. Time for your keys to victory in Seattle. And for that, we go to Dr. Z. Oh, kids, how do we get this thing to a three-game win streak? Let's go. Let's take a listen. I'm going to say it until it happens because I like saying it, and it has happened 15 times since Kevin Stefanski has been the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. So you're, this is our into our fourth season. So it, it was happening five times a year in his first three seasons. So far, we're zero. So we're due. We're due, baby. And that's to have a game without a turnover. And if we do that, the Browns are 13-2 and two under Kevin Stefanski. So let's start there. Clean operation. Let's try it. Clean operation. I think that is, number one, that is incredibly important. Number two, we've got to be a little more efficient on offense. We have got to be able to complete some of those easy passes, sustain some drives, and not allow Seattle to perhaps wear down our defense by having them be on the, on the field too much. We've done such a good job in terms of time of possession all season long. That's something that we need to continue uh, this week. I think it's very, very important. Browns right now are second in the NFL, 33 
2.25 minutes per game. Seattle, by the way, 23rd, 28-31. I think it's important that we possess the football. When big plays are there, we've got to hit them. We've got to hit them. Again, we're the underdogs in this game. They are the favorites to win this game. So we have got to take advantage of opportunities that are presented. I think for our offensive line, you've got to be able to handle their defensive front. P.J. Walker, we talked about good decision-making right there. Uh, Reek Wolin, or Reek Wolin last year was so good. Six interceptions, 16 passes defense, blocked the field goal, was a pro bowler as a rookie. This year he has not been good, so I think we need to get after him. If we can isolate Jamal Adams in coverage, I think that's where you have a chance. He's given up 70% completions so far. Same with Julian Love. He's given up 78% completions. Witherspoon's almost kind of like a no-fly zone. So I think it's doing things in our game plan that create the situational matchups we like and then also executing when those opportunities present themselves. And I'll give you a perfect example. Like this is a game where if we have a fourth down and we make a brilliant play call, fake dive, pitch out to Jerome Ford, we've got to complete the Got to hit that, man. Because that's a, that was a touchdown. It was. Most likely. I mean, or it's, it's a, a 20-yard. It was, it, first of all, first down. Second of all, likely that it ends in the end zone. So those little things, we just have to execute those. And and when, you know, you're playing a team that, you know, is favored to beat you, I think that's part of it. Can you out-execute them? And then defensively, I think we need to dominate the line of scrimmage. We reset the line of scrimmage in the run game, and then we get earn the right to get after Geno Smith, and I think we can dominate their line. They are in a bad, bad way up front. There you go. There it is. Those are your keys to there victory. The Friday forecast presented by Carrier. Carrier. Turn to the experts, a high of 55 and sunny in Seattle on Sunday. Sunny, Gibbe. Gorgeous. I'll take that. It's beautiful up yeah, there. I one... told my wife today, in November, if I can get games in the 50s, get me to December that way, great. To get sun this time of year there on a Sunday afternoon is a it's rare. monumental win. It's yes. a rare treat. Yeah, that's that'll be gorgeous. That's going to be a fun trip. What's the flight time out there for you boys? Long. Yeah, I think it's long. We're supposed to be 50 it, as of right now. Is it five and, and a half here. long? Are we talking five and a half? No, long? no. Nothing, four and a half? Nothing. Yeah, I think four and a half to five. Probably five going out there, four, 15 coming back. Get the wins, baby. Yeah, with the wins. There you go. Let's hope. Give it. I did see that we're scheduled to return at 12.50 a.m. Over, under. Would you like to make a Over, under, 111. What'd you say? One eleven. <laughs> over. That's a joke. That over under need to be set at like I was just two, telling the birthday boy. Would be oh, really? Over under. I, I was just telling the birthday boy Griff here. Yeah. I go. It'll be eleven o'clock at night before we even depart Eastern time. Yeah. Oh yeah, because that'll. Yeah. Like, if we get home before, o'clock. if if I'm in my bed before three a.m., I will consider it a huge win. That twelve fifty is no chance. I so game out there that. is. Uh, it's we're four twenty five, four oh five. So you're talking about so eight. Call it, call it, call it eight thirty before we leave the stadium. Seven oh five end right. Mm-hmm. I don't think we leave the stadium. Eight fifteen to eight thirty max. Yep. Well, eight fifteen would be the earliest best case scenario. I agree. Well, then it's, th- our ha- games have been going long, so I would think probably seven fifteen, seven thirty before the game ends. You're right. They have been. And if that happens, then we're leaving eight thirty, maybe even to in so, eight thirty so to 830, nine. Thirty. Then you're doing how long to the to the airport probably at least a half hour 40 minutes to load everything under the plane 40 minutes to unload 10 plus four and a half and then i believe i had this yeah (laughs) 230 yeah 1250 if we get home at 1250 you're on the concord baby i will 
I will. I'm I don't buying know the pile of the cocktail. The bar's yeah. still open somewhere. <laughs> you got yeah. our friends at the Naval Academy hooking you up with some jets, baby. That's the only way that that happens. Uh, the, the fine men at the United States Navy. Um, all right, it's time for the scores, kids. We, we have promise. a ton. We have a ton. I promise we'll do better. Can't do much worse. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 oh. ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Supplies Plus give you the chance to win tickets to home games all season long while providing the best deals for your pet at over 75 stores throughout Ohio. Enter to win at clevelandbrowns.com slash Plus to receive a coupon to use at your local store with your entry. Pet Supplies Plus, proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. Time for a little segment we like to call The Scores. Do pay attention as we head into week Oh, eight. baby. Hello, Gibby. Gentlemen, Zagura. Gibbe. Give us the Gentlemen, damage report. The first from time Zagura. in the history of the scores that Gibbe has asked for the results. Yeah, because he knows he, he, knows he likes he to, likes to wallow in our misery. He likes our misery. Well, folks, it was not our best week with the scores. On Monday night, the Vikings came through for me to push me to the glorious record of five and eight. It's gonna happen. Hate it's a losing it. week. Hate to see it. Bo four and nine. Sad. Sad. The good news is though. We still are a combined 52 games over 500. There so, you go. So, so what you won a lot more than you lose. You're welcome. You're welcome. We're going to try to bounce back. No rattle. No, like, rethinking the strategies. It was just a weird week. Judge us not by our winners, but by our losers, because there are so few. There are so few. <laughs> All right. On We're that losing note. recipes. <laughs> that was unbelievable. <laughs> I'd never seen that. <laughs> Me neither. Oh, my God. I... I I feel like that clip needed – I need to know whatever preceded that moment. If, this is what my theory is. So we're talking – there's a clip uh, – the NFL Network turns 20 or something like that. Yes. And there's a clip going around of, like, their great moments, and this guy, Greg Rosenthal, tweeted out, like, all these Irv clips from early NFL Network. And I think it was before, like, Twitter and social. And so, like, this stuff wasn't shared immediately. Had, I mean – There's got to be a treasure trove of Michael yeah. Irvin NFL Network – Apex Irv. On every level. Yeah. There's got to be. Yeah. Like, unfiltered. This clip that I, that we shared last night, it was like, it was unbelievable that it was said out loud. Yeah. It's crazy. Nuts. What, so but there's but be I a bunch still want to know, what what was what were the 30 seconds that the context. led up to I that? No idea. Irv. So great. So great. All right. We're going to be great. Let's go, give it. One to know already this week. Let's get uh, sure whatever you say. We were, we were. I told you, Bills huge, huge. on a Thursday, and then I was skeptical, and then and we said, then no, trust, we looked, trust. Then we looked, and trust. I said, "Yes, got it, got it, got it, got it." All right, the first place team in the NFC South, the gutless Atlanta Falcons, heading to Nashtucky to take on the Tennessee Titans. Official, no Ryan Tannehill. And who knows if the Titans are going to be sellers here over the next 48 hours as well. Uh, Zagura, kick us off. Week 8 in the National Football League. I feel like when it comes to our successes and our joy, that Gibbe is the Toby from the office. <laughs> that's who he, that's who he chooses. And, and that's a horrible thing. I should take you off the air right now. It prompts Michael Scott to say a thing like this. 
I hate so much about the things you choose to be. <laughs> That's right. No, no there's some definite Toby vibes. The only difference, though, is, is Gibbe, Gibbe is purposeful. I don't know that Toby ever did anything to Michael. Not no. intentionally. He no, just tried this to is, rein in his nonsense. He's Toby with, with an agenda. With an agenda. An agenda-driven Toby. Yeah, he's an agenda ADT. <laughs> You're an ADT, Gibbe. Awful comparison. Well, should, uh, jump in the about, joy. Think, jump in the jump joy. In the joy right. Think about how bad you have to be to earn that comparison. <laughs> what have I done today to do that? Today? I mean, we have a lot on the record. We could do to seep our joy. the next time that he and I want to just take a day off and go play golf. What we'll do is we'll play two hours. See, Zagura of you fantasy being land. mean to us, and Zagura's like, and, oh and yeah, robbing my it's joy. Like, I could go do this whenever I want. The final segment See? will be. See, the final. That's weird because I was there at the Kevin's Fancy Show last night. I was there working, oh, and working hard. And you were there. I was shoveling River Rock, four yards of it, for the Browns. No. Ah. ah. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. That's only 12 feet, by the way. <laughs> Let's not get crazy. It's a lot of river rock, man. It was three truckloads. I was shoveling river rock. Four yards. River rock. Listen, we need to get 10 yards. First and 10. All right, go ahead. All right, give it. Falcons, Back. Titans. Right. Give it. I love it. I'm just happy Oilers that Zagura put in a full day. There you go. See? 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 Toby. He's like, well, I don't get it. Why would you call me Toby? There that, you go. That's, there's your point. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. Falcons, Arthur Smith revenge game. By the way, I don't know that I dislike a head coach more than Arthur Smith. He is he's constantly coming. taking shots at fantasy. He's smug. Yeah, he's he kind is. of a crud. In these, crud. Yeah, yep. like sign me up. A real jerk. Yeah, stop drafting like, running backs. Bijan Robinson doesn't play no. at all, uh-huh. and they knew the illness and whatever. And then he tries to act like it was the game plan or something. You know, different yeah, weeks we go with the hot hand, and he's like, "Oh, sorry about your fantasy teams." Come on. Mike Shanahan used to do that fantasy stuff, but he would just do it because that's just how he coached. I, I don't know. I don't like it. But I can't choose the cup in front of me. So I don't think Will Levis gets it done. Falcons, three. Titans, zero. And I hate it. Yeah, I don't. This is a gross game. They're wearing the Oiler uniforms. Levis's first game. They're not the Hopkins Oilers. getting they traded because Hopkins like some, canceled his autograph It signing. just feels like one that. I don't know. Vrabel's got a little magic. Give me Tennessee three to one. Oh my god. Mm, good one. Hey, tonight's game one of the World Series. Uno told me I was like on a Friday night. Great job by MLB. Wonderful. Good job. Wake me up. If It'll be the game fourth seven. most viewed college football game on Saturday. <laughs> Not a Friday. I bet it won't be top ten. They better do about eight million. Or Uno's no watching. They can't get eight million. The birthday boy Griff here is a big Rangers fan. Griff. What happened in 2011? Juan Gonzalez. Let's go. Juan Gonzalez. Juan gone. Remember the, the Juan way. Gonzalez reverse negative card? That was a big Donruss card back <laughs> in the, the day. Way. Go ahead. <laughs> I just got Boy, do I have a Juan from, Gonzalez story. From, and it is this, not allowed to be aired. The play-by-play man of the Cleveland Browns this week, Chris Rose. Yep. Most of Irv's clips we can't put out. <laughs> come on, CR. We want him. Can we have I a, want him so yeah. bad. Oh, come on. Show me all the Irv. Listen, everybody knows that there is a huge market for, like, too hot for TV. Yep. Just call it Michael yep. Irvin, too hot for TV. Yep. From the arc from the I NFL like Network archives. Yep. Nineteen ninety nine plus shipping and handling. That's what I want. And I'm in. I want I will buy all it. the I'll Irv. buy it. I, I want, want all the Irv. Yep. Irv. And then what do I want? It's more Irv. More. 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 Yep. Give me, that's what they should hey, call it. You know what? Irv. Actually On you want to boost level. the rate you want to get people to subscribe to NFL Plus? Put all that stuff all the on Irv. NFL Plus. Irv. I like it. All the Irv available. All the like Irv. an Irv channel. 
I'm also. It also saddens me that I didn't realize to call him Irv until we the Hoff called him Irv. Yeah, and realized everybody. Everybody called calls him Irv. Irv. I like Playmaker yeah. still, but I do too. But Irv's Irv. pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Up next, oh, man, Houston's man, man. one and two on the road. It doesn't matter because Carolina's zero and two and zero and four and zero and six overall. Houston visiting Carolina, Bishop. Well, if Carolina's ever going to win, it's going to be this one. Um, I just think they've got so few weapons and seem so lost. Houston's actually a pretty good team, and so I'll roll with the good team, and I will uh, I will do so by a score of twenty eight to twenty. Segura, safe. I just don't like – I've already – now I'm rethinking the Atlanta because I just don't feel like all these little road favorites are going to win. They're not all going to win. It doesn't seem like it. No. no. So here's – this is a good one here in the AFC. Jacksonville visiting the Pukers. Came just said that. Renegade. Garbage time. Jacksonville is listed as 3-0 and away. Like, but technically they play two home games in London. Yeah. So really – were those both designated home games, or was one of them somebody else's home? One, one of them was someone else's, else's, I believe. Right. Yeah. But, like, I'm eh, w- I'm willing know. this one. In. Whose is it? Just me or you? Uh, Zagura leading Go. off. Jags at Pukers. Yeah, I'm going to will it, too. I, I, th- I think the Jags are a good football team. I like them, and I think they handle their business 91-12. to 12. Samesies. I'd like that. There's no way. I'm, this is, I already hate this week. Uh, I'm switching the, to these Tennessee numbers, officially. These numbers nope, get uh, these you gotta say you're fine. You're safe. You're bigger, safe. Kids. Uh, to Dallas we go. The Big D. The Los Angeles Rams are three and four on the football season, visiting Dallas and the Star. Four and two on the year. Bishop. Yes. Hello. Talking? Is that Matt Stafford there? He's not at the front door, but he's at the back door, baby. Cowboys, huge, 31-27. Puka, 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 yeah. Give me one late. Ram it. Little late, ram it, loss. Ram it. Let's go. Let's go. Up next, a nice hot garbage game for you. Minnesota, three and four on the year. Chance to get to 500. Visiting the land of beer and cheese, the Green Bay Packers at two and four. Zagora. So this one hasn't made sense to me at any point in all week since we did the actual scores from when we did guess the lines. Yep, it's changed considerably. It has. It, it opened with Green Bay. That little dog right there. Little Jack Russell, apparently vicious. Whose is it? That's Allison's. Oh, that's her. That's par- apparently a vicious dog. Wow. I gave him a treat though. How'd that go? We were homes, homies. Maybe homies. Feels like. So this game opened there. Green Bay. Minus one. It is now Green Bay plus one and a half. So two and a half point move in the direction of the Vikings. And yet, and yet, and yet, there's a small, small percentage backing the Vikings relative to the percentage backing the Green Bay Packers. What I will tell you, it actually probably be better to come from Uncle Bo. That means the Sharps mm-hmm. are moving that line, mm-hmm. not Joe Public. That's right. And thus. Uh-huh. That's right. Cold That's quit. right. Vikings, the glory days of MVD are back. Two-game winning baby. streak. Ball of America. 1,000. Love. Same. See what I did there? I did. <laughs> I did. I mean zero in tennis. Good job. That's right. Good job. You ever yeah. try explaining tennis scoring to a kid? It's amazing. 15, 30, 40. Deuce. What? Advantage. Advantage. Add out, add in. It's amazing. 
Why are they going dead? Why 15? What is, why do they, why is it is not one? Why did they pick 15? Why did they pick 30? But, okay. But Good then, question. By the but why wouldn't it go to 45? Why wouldn't it go to 45? Dad, it goes to 40? 40, love? Why is it not? It's it, numerals of 15. What? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. Next to the AFC East, we go New England. Fresh off an upset win last week. Two wins on the year. Visiting South Beach. Jalen Ramsey expected to be back. Tyreek Hill also a go in this one, Bishop. Dolphins in what should be their permanent uniforms. These things are absolutely beautiful. Patriots, I'm not being lulled into anything with them. I don't think they're any good. I think Miami goes big in this one. I I like them huge. Miami, 38, New England, 20. Zagura. Same. If you go back to even when Tom Brady was there, yep. the team that always had their number, it felt like, was the Dolphins. They would still always kind of shock the world. South Beach and over beat, dog. Yeah, and beat New England. That's right. I, I like this one, too. I, I don't like how big it is, but I do like this one. Dolphins. Huge. Uh, a candidate for the inmate game of the week, New Orleans. Three and four on the year, visiting Minshew Mania and the Indianapolis Colts, both teams, three and four on the football season, and a must-win game probably for both. Uh, Bishop or Zagura? Thank you, Zagura. I was impressed with what I saw from the Indianapolis Me Colts. Too. I think Jonathan Taylor's back. I think that you know you get the long layoff for New Orleans, but it sounds like there's trouble down there. Alave's speeding. Derek Carr's yelling at him when he throws the ball thirty yards out of bounds. It just doesn't feel like they're singing "Kumbaya." No. And Gardner Minshew and the Colts, they're fun. They're yep. plucky, spunky. New Orleans, 98. Mm-hmm. Colts, 97.5. Oh, mama. I like, uh, I like the Colts outright in this game. I think they're going to win outright. I like their ability to run it. I don't understand the love affair with New Orleans uh, from the people in the desert. Um, I, like, I like Indy winning this one straight up 27-21. Safe. Uh, up next, the Giants with a home game, yet they're playing a team that also views MetLife as their home stadium. It's the Jets. It's the Giants. It's the Battle of New York, and no one cares. Daniel Jones out. Brian Dayball unsure if Jones will play again this year Great. is what he said. Fantastic. Uh, Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed are back for the Jets. Bishop. Yeah, I like the Jets a lot. This one is its just one of those things. Where there's also big drama on the Jets side because Zach Wilson went home on vacation with his lady friend to Utah during the break. Hey, um, yeah, that kid does. I feel like that. that whole state, he does very well. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. that type of an operation. Um, I like the Jets. Close. Jets 17, Giants 16. Close. Not as close for me. J-E-T-S, oh, baby. Jets, 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 17-0. Beat down. Big one in the NFC East. The Philadelphia Eagles are 6-1 and one on the football season. They travel to Washington to battle the 3-4 and four Commanders. Uh, Zagora. This one's me. Um, it is? Yeah, you just because he went last on that one. Oh, no, it's right. you. It's yeah. you. It's you. It's right. you. My bad. Bad job. No, no, no. Small no. B. Small B. Huge B. Huge. No, tiny. Uh, tiny B. I think Washington, it sounds like, is in a fire sale, or, mm-hmm. or they're considering selling some assets. I don't think they're very good. I do think, though, that maybe they respond a little bit to the nonsense, and 
Maybe Terry McLaurin. Oh, gosh. Maybe Terry McLaurin's at the back door. They're going to throw it to him. They're going to throw it to him. He's at that back door. Eagles 80, Washington 75. <laughs> Same. Big numbers. But different. Philly's hitting their stride. Uh, Washington full give up mode. I like Philly 31 14. It feels like it should be, but I felt like I can't take every favorite. I know. That's why I did the Giants last. So outside of Pittsburgh, everybody in the AFC Norris division heading west. Baltimore, the Ratbirds visiting the team we will play next week, the Arizona Cardinals. Bishop, now we start getting into some crazy numbers. That's a lot. (laughs) Yeah. That's a lot. They just slumped the Detroit Lions. I know. And I do think Arizona is in spiraling mode. I think it's right at it. Baltimore 20, cards 10. 10, barely. 20 to 10. 20 Zagora. to 10. So after this week, the Ravens get the Seahawks. And then the Browns. There's part of me that thinks that maybe they overlook this Arizona Cardinals team just a bit. I think they overlook them. But I, I'm not sure that it matters that they overlook them. They're going to win 40. Arizona. Oh, God. Three. Can't do it. I can't do it. Can't, can't do it. it. Can't, can't do, it. do it. Which means probably should have done it. All right, some developments out of Kansas City here. Justin Ross has been placed on the commissioner's exempt list for arrest on domestic battery oh, charges. God. So he is out. McCall uh, Hardman. Luckily, the Chiefs went out and got him. Chiefs visiting the Denver Broncos. Zagura. That's right. Denver is dreadful. I feel like the Chiefs should drill them. They have drilled them already once drill this them. year. Yep. It just feels like it's almost, it's just too easy. I don't All know. Right. I don't, uh, I know that, and then maybe I took Washington. That'll be my one. I'm sticking. Is Taylor Swift going to be there? She's not going to Denver, is she? Denver's a great time. I mean, why wouldn't you? I mean, it's just a New York base. I guess. She can go anywhere she wants. She yeah. probably has a fleet of jets. Yes, well, she, yeah, I'm not yes. saying the world would prevent her from doing it. I just wonder, like, are you going to go to every game? I mean, is she on tour still? No, no she's no, about no. to start her About to start the European, and then yeah, that'll the be the end of it, yep. the end of the romance. Um, I don't know. I feel like they're in it for the long haul. Over, under February 14th. Of this year? Yep. Over. Under. Okay. Wow. Mark that down. You know. Chiefs by a billion. Mark that down. You know. Chiefs by a billion. Chiefs by a billion. Same. Uh, the big one for Jim Nance and Tony Romo. The Bengals visiting the San Francisco 49ers. Brock Purdy limited in practice yesterday. Bishop. Niners rebound at home. Closer. 20-17. Niners. Nerd. Nerd. I told you we couldn't overcome Steve Young in Minnesota, but we're back. We own the Bengals. Remember those Super Bowls oh when you were a kid? John Candy. John Candy, John Taylor, Niners, 1,000. Oh, my God. Bengals, 999. Ooh, same. Final one, waiting all day. Luckily, we'll be on a plane ride home and not having to put ourselves through this. I'd love to watch it on the plane ride home. It would 
Take three of the No solid, active yeah. quarterback has more losses than Justin Herbert since he was drafted. It's really amazing statistic, is it not? It it's is. Wild. It's a wild stat. As talented as they are, they just can't sort it out. It's because of their coach. Yeah. Suckage. Chargers hosting the Bears. Uh, Zagura. We got to go. It makes no sense that the Chargers should get this type of respect against anybody. No. We've got two Bajan. and four football team. Bajan, life flying high. The best story. Come I on. feel like the best ever. This, Dad. The National Football League, though, is in Hollywood. And they're going to be dealt a dose of reality. This is the week the Chargers get right. Chargers 80, Bears 1. Same. Yeah. Same on that one. We get our score coming up next. Just to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Sunday on the Cleveland Browns Radio Network, Browns game day, Ken and Gerard at noon, Browns kickoff show, Andy and Tyvis at 2 o'clock, and then at 4 o'clock from Lumen Field, Chris, Z, and Gerard for the call of the Browns. And the Seahawks Buckeyes play Saturday night, 740, 730 against Wisconsin. It's on Wisconsin. NBC, right? I can it is watch on this? It's on NBC. Okay. Yep, it's on NBC. I saw something that just said Peacock. And I was no, like, no, no, no. Eh, it's, it's, we're going to have it's, an issue. Uh, it's your primetime NBC game. Uh, I think it's 14.5. And uh, uh, Wisconsin without their oh, starting my. quarterback and one of their starting running backs. I like Buckeyes. Which is perfect. It's 4 o'clock our time. Yeah, 30 to 7 or something like that for the Bucks. Take against I'll take Luke that. Fickle. I can watch That's it. it that sounds sad for Luke Fickle and for the Hoff. Poor Fick, Poor Fick and the Hoff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, we are at Seattle, sir. How do you see it going? I think we're hot. It feels like we're, we're a team of destiny. And I think we find a way. 24 to 21 on a Dustin Hopkins 53. Oh, come on. Let's do it. Did you take the – hey, he took the over. Yeah. I was going to say, did you just he did. suck and guess yourself? No, you had the over. Okay. All the pieces matter. Samesies. Let's go. Good Stack another one. to be, baby. Let's Stack go. another one. Let's get it done. We'll be back on Monday to break it all down. The next level's coming up next. Have a great weekend, everybody. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and 850 ESPN Cleveland. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com.